Hey, welcome to The Rundown. This is BJ here with you. I'm here with my co-host, Elizabeth. Hello. Hey, and our producer, Mark, are you here? I'm here. Hey, Mark. Hey. I also have Brotherhood Dance in the studio with you, me today. Brotherhood Dance and house. Hello, Orlando and Ricardo. So what were we just listening to, Ricardo? Is that from the piece? What is that? Yes. Uh, Who Them, Slew Them is a track that we use uh, within the, well, trio, um, but it's danced by me and Orlando during uh, the dance hall section where we uh, flirt with each other and hopefully exchange numbers. <laughs> Wait, so y'all haven't exchanged numbers yet? You should get on that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so Brotherhood Dance is here in the studio with me. They are currently working on their piece, Afro Solo Man, in the artist studio. They are our current Brick Lab artists. And if this is your first time listening, Brick Lab is a commissioning and residency development program for performing artists to expand their work in theater, dance, multidisciplinary work, any of the performing arts. They spend two weeks in our artist studio working on whatever they need to work on. They answer questions about their work that they need answered. It is very much a work in progress. And we culminate the two weeks with a work in progress showing where they are then inviting the audience into that process. Performing arts does depend on an audience and an audience is part of the process. So just the, a quick recap of what Brick Lab is. And like I said, Brotherhood Dance are the current Brick Lab artists, Orlando and Ricardo. I would love for you to tell me and the listeners a little bit more about Afro Solo Man. Tell me about the piece. Well, Afro Solo Man is a uh, quasi-narrative piece. Um, oh, wonderful. A piece of the narrative. A has... piece of the narrative has arrived. <laughs> this is such a fun yes, moment. Akil's oh, my goodness. Akil is here. Yes. So, surprise, Brotherhood Dance is a third member. <laughs> Akil St. Ville Acid Blues. Come closer, come closer. Yeah, you know you, you have to come voice. closer. Right. Yeah, come on in. <laughs> oh my goodness. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, everyone. It's a pleasure to be here. Hi, welcome. We're so happy to have you. I was just introducing the Brick Lab, and Orlando was telling the listeners and me about the piece. Yeah, so Afro Solo Man, um, we've been working on this work for about two years now. Um, it derived out of a lot of writings, um, a lot of cooking. Um, uh, we initially started this work on a farm where we met Akil um, at Soul Fire Farm. Um, it was a black and Latino emerges, farmer's immersion program. Um, and we really started to talk about ideas of um, dissolving these hard notions of masculinity um, and what what that looks like um, in our lives, what it what has what our masculinity has been in our lives. So we kind of um, did a lot of digging and and um, sifting out of our own personal histories, um, especially dealing with uh, 
the educational system, dealing with the food system, um, and the justice system. Um, and so we kind of created this meditation on, um, or what we call Afro-Solo Man. <laughs> I love that image of the sifting, of sifting through your own personal histories. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about how some of those personal histories entered into the work, or if they did. It sounds like they did. Absolutely. Yeah. Ricardo, you want to speak a little bit about yeah. that? <clears throat> uh, well, for, well, there are three solos within this work. Um, mine is called uh, Give Way, and it's looking at the Jamaican landscape of the Green Mountains and the uh, what you call it, hummingbird. And so um, I'm really interested in looking at the idea of using the environment as a healing property of what we ingest into our system, as such as like the greens that we eat and what we see um, from the mountains. Um, and it has some personal narratives of dealing with health, um, identity, and selfhood, what kind of ritualistic practices um, I've developed along the way to make sure that I have um, a whole and healthy self. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my solo specifically is called Forgiveness, the Indispensable Truth, and it's looking at the degradation of the black family through food, um, looking at the practice of uh, creating my mother and grandmother um, cooking uh, collard greens and cornbread for our families over different holidays and things, you know. I don't know if I can curse on here. Well, you know, people fuck up, you know, throughout the year and families and, like, all kind of things happen, but there's always a gathering, you know, whether it's a holiday, somebody's birthday, where this food is going to be shared. Mm -hmm. And, no, I mean, people care, but it's like at the, at that moment, it's like you need to eat. This this is to nourish your body, you know. Um, whether somebody's on drugs and thinking about the idea of drugs, um, you know, glyphosate is a part of chemicals that are used in Roundup to um, keep pesticides and pests off of our vegetables. Um, but it seeps into our groundwater, it seeps into the food, um, and so there you have glyphosate, which is causing cancer. Um, So, and we're addicted to these foods, and, and, you know, who do we call an addict in our society if some people are addicted to a food and some people have a chemical dependency on meth or crack cocaine? Um, So how do we really um, gauge that kind of understanding of addiction, if you will, and input and output of the uh, of what we eat and um, what we put, get out of that. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. so it's, it's really a, a meditation on looking at uh, maybe the, the FDA, if you will. Yeah, um, yeah let's hold them accountable. <laughs> absolutely. Um, Akil, if you want to talk a little bit about your... Solo. Yeah. So I came to Brotherhood Dance as a, I felt, it felt very like uh, of the moment. And we were at a, again, Orlando, as Orlando said, we were at a farming immersion program for black and Latino folk living in urban spaces and thinking about uh, sustainability in a variety of different ways. And I think for the solo that I that's been conjuring, it's um, 
definitely about how we hold these narratives and sometimes how we don't hold these narratives or like the spaces that we are, um, I want to use the word coerced into sometimes being in, mm-hmm. um, can't hold our narratives. So like how do those things take form and how do we recognize that form that isn't recognized in the spaces we're in? Um, so like acid blues is, I think about it in a sense of, uh, how things corrode or cor- like are corrosive to a structure and how that can be a loving process mm. to mm. whom, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Thank you. And was it always three solos? How did it evolve? Did it start with one solo? Did it start, did it really generate from the three of you sitting together at this farm that I really would love to talk to the folks who started this farm because it sounds amazing. <laughs> Um, I think it's been generating since we were all born, honestly. Mm. Um, Love that. Like, as as we go deeper into the work, and Akil is really into astrology and um, looking at our charts and things, it's like w- this work has been just waiting for us. Um, it's been waiting for these lives to converge, for us to have these conversations. Um, I don't know necessarily if... You know, individually, we would have come to these um, concepts or these um, these uh, intersections if we haven't had met each other on the farm or if we didn't have the life experiences that we have had. You know, um, we, we talk about the educational system. I went to the University of Minnesota, graduated there. Um, Akil went to Vassar College. Um, Ricardo is now in school at um, Marlboro College. And so, like, these different experiences going into school, getting out of school at different times, um, and having this idea, like, did I I really need to go here? Or Mm -hmm. is this something that, again, you know, that I was coerced into doing in order to have a certain level of success? Um, and so we, we talk about those things, um, I guess, I mean, mm. all the time. It's, it's like an ongoing conversation. I mean, Afro Solo Man isn't like, uh, it's a structure. Mm, it's okay. it's not like, it's a structure with like, I guess, set movements, if you will. Mm. But those movements are all subject to change because of space, because of the place and time that we're in, because of the emotion that, emotional state that we're in at that time um yeah because when we were creating this piece ricardo wasn't even in school or wasn't even thinking about school or maybe was but you, you could talk about that what's that was that thinking about no i wasn't thinking about school at all um, <laughs> but it, I, originally i think the project started with uh me wanting to create a solo for myself um as a freelance artist um and then Right when I met Orlando, um, we just started to talk more actively about what I wanted to create, and it just worked out that we have similar or different stories to share together, and why not share the space and time to create? Um, so we have our dramaturg, Nadine George Graves, who were uh, able to facilitate the process of us creating together and revealing our inner stories. Mm-hmm. I wanted to add, like, uh, it feels very much like a study. 
Mm-hmm. Like every time we get together, there's something that we're trying to study and that that shifts, but it also holds to what was initiated. I mm-hmm. think, in a, yeah, yeah. I love that way of thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And so, so for folks who maybe want to come to the Brick Lab next Thursday and Friday, mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone, February 22nd and 23rd at 7 o'clock, mm-hmm. um, they they may be seeing something that you have not shown before. So the the work is constantly evolving, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And is it the type of thing where it will ever be done? Or, and, and what do you, how do you feel about that phrase or the way of thinking about art as being done? That's funny. We just kind of had this conversation at uh, the new school in terms of like things being resolved or things being um, finished. And we say we like to deal, you know what I mean? We we deal, we work in dealing because mm-hmm. a white supremacist society isn't over, you know? So how do we continue to move forward? How do we continue to create spaces of resistance? Um, and so this work will never be, like, finished, you know? I think it, I mean, for this is a technical support residency, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we've added some um, graphic design elements to, to it. We're working with a uh, graphic animator. His name is Tim Fielder. Um, yeah, so, and we have a whole lighting plot now, you know? So now we get to do some interesting things, highlighting certain areas of the work and really um, g- giving it that... Uh, other theatrical element that may have been missing. Um, so I think it, it, it'll never be done because we're always evolving. Um, our stories continue to evolve with the land, with our parents, with you know ideas of education and, and moving in and out of um, those kinds of spaces. So I think it's it'll always be an ongoing conversation. I was talking to Akil the other day, I was like, I think we'll still be able to perform this dance when we're 50. Oh, my goodness. Can you come back (laughs) (laughs) and do the 50th anniversary of Afro Solo Man? Yes, that would be wonderful. (laughs) You'll be what? (laughs) Wait, 50 years from now, you'd be in your 70s? Yeah. Oh, my God. Let's do it. Yeah, I'll be in my 70s. Oh, my goodness. We need to do more intergenerational work around here anyway. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Your canes. Um, (laughs) Not assuming anyone will have a cane, but maybe we can bring one in just for fun. (laughs) Uh, Well... The the piece sounds really exciting. I've seen footage of it, and you are all incredibly passionate and skilled dancers. So for anyone out there who's listening, the content is amazing. The dancing is amazing. Um, I hope that people will come. It's next Thursday and Friday, February 22nd and 23rd at mm-hmm. 7 o'clock. Tickets are only $8. It, um the $8 is a, a small, small fee that keeps, you know, Brick Lab being able to continue. So I hope folks will um, go ahead and, and pay that and come. There'll um, also be food. Oh, my goodness. That's right. Yes. yes thank there'll you. There'll also be food. That's an incentive. Everybody likes to eat. Everyone honey. Loves to eat. Yes. Um, I'm cooking collard greens and cornbread. Um, Wait, you're cooking it? I'm cooking it personally, honey. Ingestion, you will ingest me. Ugh, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, the layers, the metaphors. <laughs> There's so many. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm really excited to be cooking um, because, one, it 
it's keeping a part of the tradition of my family, but also shifting it in that thinking about um, how my family prepared these kinds of foods. So usually it's done with, you know, ham hocks or um, turkey um, meat. And for this one, because I'm doing it for a, more, a larger audience and you definitely don't know people's dietary restrictions and you can't ever go wrong with vegetables. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the vegetarians in the room, I eat meat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, so I'll be making them generally um, with... Uh, carrots and some garlic and a couple of other good spices um, mm. that I think um, people will enjoy. And the cornbread will definitely be delicious as well. Warm, buttery, and mm. sweet goodness. <laughs> um, yeah, so please. It sounds like a very warm evening. Mm-hmm. Your personalities are all very warm. You are very warm and inviting people in the world. The food will be warm and inviting. The space that you've set up, I've seen it. It's in process, but I've seen what they've done already, and it's warm and inviting. So all around, when I think about a feeling of the night, the word that comes to me is warm. Yeah. Uh, so I encourage everyone to come. Um, if there was one or two things that you hope folks might leave your piece thinking about or feeling, what would you want some of those things to be? Hmm. That's a good question. What would we want to leave them feeling? Just a a couple of things that, an Mm. offer, some things you might want them. I'm sure, you know, folks will have their own thoughts as well, which is part of sharing art. I would like, I mean say like don't be afraid of undoing and being messy in it Mm. undoing is messy Mm -hmm. so i mean when when you see the piece you know what i'm talking about (laughs) 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 Um, because the space gets pretty a mess but um i think that is really what i want people to take away um Mm, I love that. Yeah. yeah. It fits. I I feel like in conversation with all of you that you are all constantly interrogating the ways in which we are co-signing onto the imperial structures that mm-hmm. exist. Mm-hmm. And you are always interrogating those, even when they may seem or feel or be perceived to be minor, you're still interrogating and, mm-hmm. see, and, and asking, is it minor? Because maybe it leads into something larger. And if we fix the minor things, the larger thing can get fixed. And I have always appreciated how much you continue to interrogate those. So that makes sense to me when you say undoing and being messy. I feel like there is an undoing mm-hmm. and a bit of a messying up that happens when we really start to take a fearless moral inventory like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so thank you. So excited. Uh, I will, of course, be there. Mark, <laughs> I, are you, I don't know if you have time, but you I in, hope Mark? you come. I hope so. <laughs> okay, come get so some so collard greens and cornbread. So we're going to be tasting you, basically. Tasting me. Oh, yeah. I hope you sweat yes. in the collard greens. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you sweat over the stove. <laughs> yes, all of these juices. Elizabeth, of course, will be there, too. Um, Absolutely. Yes. Uh, 
so excited about it. So, um, again, Afro Solo Man, that's next week, Thursday, Friday, February 22nd, 23rd at 7. Um, and then we turn it around and we have another Brick Lab shortly after that mm-hmm. on March 8th and 9th at 7 o'clock. That's Tatiana Pandiani's piece, Azul Otra Vez, Blue Revisited. Mm-hmm. That's the piece about Ruben Dario. And it's an all-female musical theater writing team. And they are... Um, inspired by Ruben Dario's poetry and are working on this bilingual translation of the work and um, sort of interrogating language and the music, which has been all in Spanish up until now, they're considering mm. should they um, create some of it in English? Is mm. Are they... Um, should they make it bilingual? Should they leave it in Spanish? And so they're asking some of those questions with their Brick Lab. Uh, the music is gorgeous. I don't know if y'all have time to come out. Um, if uh, it's the March 8th and 9th. I'll, s- I'll send you notes about it, but the oh, music is... Oh, we're going is... to Mexico. Oh, that's right. You're doing the Afro-Solomon in Mexico. Okay, yeah. well. Uh, <laughs> I'll send you footage. The music is beautiful. And she was in our an earlier uh, podcast. That's right. Yeah, so. we may have gone a little out of order. <laughs> 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 so uh, Tatiana's piece hasn't happened yet, even though the podcast with her already did. So go back and listen to that. Uh, she is a really exciting emerging artist that is really thinking about her work in a very thoughtful way, uh, as are all the Brick Lab artists. Um, but it's always exciting to see an all-female musical theater writing mm-hmm. team because there is a paucity of all-female writing teams Absolutely. in musical theater. and. Um, they are all female, all Latina. They're really exciting, um, emerging artists writing some beautiful music. And then immediately after that, we have the next, the last Brick Lab of the season, which we haven't really talked about yet, and we can touch on later uh, in another episode. But that's Anais and Kavork's piece called Island of Size, and they are retelling. Um, an Armenian folktale that's the most famous Armenian folktale and they're retelling that story and looking at through the lens of uh, the refugee crisis and who belongs where and and where do we belong Um, Anais herself being Armenian and Kavork being Syrian and uh, very much connected to the refugee crisis and what that means for their families and themselves Uh, so that will be after Tatiana's piece and then Brick House Sessions continues Elizabeth Brickhouse session. <laughs> yeah, it, all you. it kicks off <laughs> next Thursday. And we have uh, Mukumba is going to be the headliner. His music was in our last episode. Um, and he'll be open with Mandingo Ambassadors. And then there will be seven more uh, Thursday night concerts, which will culminate in with our artists in residence, the Knights. Um, I believe tickets are $15 advance. Um, but yeah, so it's our spring. It's our second year doing it. So we're very excited to have gone through our first year and work out uh, the kinks. And we have some other great artists, which you can all check out online. Yeah. So Brotherhood Dance, I'm looking at all three of you. The same night as your first showing, the 22nd, mm-hmm. is Makumba. Okay. And strategically... I think you can do everything if you <laughs> if you want to stay. So last year the Brick Labs were at 7:30, uh-huh. and I strategically moved them to seven for a couple of reasons, and it's worked really well. But one of the reasons is because 
you can catch the headliner, I think, and the opener. So someone could come to the Brick Lab at 7. They could catch the opener around 8, between 8 and 9, the opener on the Stupel play, and the headliners at 9. So it's, yeah, it's like a whole evening. literally a whole evening of like room to room to room seeing amazing performing arts. That's wonderful. Yeah, it's, we're really excited about it. Oh, there's also a B-side that night, so you could even there's, pop into the right. B-side. There's, there's so much happening. Yes. The dressing room's going to be bonkers. <laughs> hi, hi, hi. <laughs> oh, you're coming to my show? I'll come to your show, too. <laughs> yes. it'll, it'll be a really fun night. So, I don't know how exhausted you might be after... <laughs> Our work is pretty intense. It's probably pretty intense. But, <laughs> hey, front row seat to Makumba and Mindingo ambassadors yes. if you want to okay. bring some friends. or And really, like, everyone from the Brick Lab can, can just go over. I mean... We can usher them over ourselves mm-hmm. if you if we want to just like have a parade of people. There'll still be food, I'm sure. Like take some food with take you. Take some food. Go enjoy the the uh, the show on the stoop. Uh, so that's really exciting when we have the building activated like mm-hmm. that, and so many people here, and so much art happening. And it's really, really fun when the artists who come from different disciplines do get a chance to interact and meet each other. So mm-hmm. y'all will be in the dressing rooms together. Uh, your show times are at different times, so you won't have a ton of time in there. But it's like connections are made. Right. And it's shocking. Maybe it's not shocking, but it's always really fun to see how how much people are connected. And they'll know someone who knows someone. Right. And who oh will know someone. Gosh, it happens yeah. all the time. <laughs> uh, so that's fun. Uh, so... Yeah, uh, next week gonna be gonna be a party. What's our what's our closing question today, Elizabeth? You have anything to yeah. send us off with? It's a long weekend, and the most exciting my long weekend we'll get is babysitting. So I want to <laughs> figure out if other people have more exciting long weekend plans. Who are you babysitting? Family friends who are in town, but they're staying at a nice hotel. So at least I'll get to like you know. Hang out, watch right. cable TV. <laughs> I won't get the experience of getting to eat another family's food, which is always a perk of babysitting because they're in a hotel. Oh, but, but can you order room service? I'm hoping that comes up in you know when we in the like negotiation process. So we'll see. Yeah, um, get but some yeah, chocolate covered strawberries. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever. I think I've had room service like one other time in my life. So that would be—it's pretty luxurious. Yeah, yeah, it would be nice. I'd try for it. Um, yeah, but I'm hoping other people have a little more exciting right. plans than, than me. Brotherhood, I have a feeling I know what y'all are up to this weekend. <laughs> right, right. I'm like, We're taking yoga at ten. Taking yoga. Um, oh, Yogi G. Garrett Stiegel is his name. If you ever want to take a great yoga class, Garrett Stiegel, he teaches at Yoga Tribe Brooklyn and Crown Heights. Also, he teaches at Sakshi Bhava all the way in Sheepshead Bay. Um, but if you want to take that trip, honey, please do it because his class is amazing. He plays the didgeridoo. And let me tell you, after you are in Shavasana... And He's leaning back in a yoga position, right. everyone that can't see. This is a great this is the first. This is the oh podcast first. And he's like playing this didgeridoo over you, and you're feeling Ooh. these vibrations. It's just like. From the didgeridoo? From the didgeridoo. Whoa. Is it a one on one yoga session? No. Well, I've had a one on one yoga session. But um, he definitely does this um, wow. as a group thing at. Uh, 
again, uh, Yoga Tribe Brooklyn and Sakshi Baba. Um, but he uh, will be taking his class, doing yoga, and getting this piece together um, for next week. Um, it's, it's really exciting and a, a little um, nerve-wracking at the same time. Right. <laughs> yes. I call it exquisite pressure. Exquisite pressure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's the right amount of pressure. Yeah. You're, you have people who want to see something, mm-hmm. but it can be unfinished. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so that's what we'll be doing this weekend. Right. Oh, besides seeing Black Panther. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> it doesn't have like a ridiculously high rating on Rotten Honey, Tomatoes. It's like, it's like everybody. I got my leather on just for the child. Very nice. I would also like to point out that as you started talking about this yogi, Elizabeth and I both started furiously scribbling the like, name. <laughs> We're like, oh, keep talking. Okay, yes. Yes. <laughs> Is it okay to go, though, if you're not that experienced? Oh, absolutely. Will I be embarrassed? No, you won't. He's a really great teacher in terms of like all levels. Okay. Um, okay. He teaches a great Bikram uh 60 minute or 90 like he did his like good core work um also he does a vinyasa flow mm-hmm. um that also in- incorporates some core work as well so okay honey, all okay. around yeah i can get on board with the vinyasa flow <laughs> <It's a jam. laughs> like that dick from honey i don't, I don't know. know about that but mark what are you doing this long nothing weekend healthy at all I'm going, I'm going home tomorrow to uh D.C. suburbs in Maryland. Okay. And uh, we're having Lito's Pizza. I talked to my brother-in-law. He's like, that's where we're going. He's like, I'm doing that. Have you been to Lito's no. in Maryland or D.C.? No. It's, like, it's just square pizza. Like square oh, pieces. I know what kind of pizza you're talking about. They have this pizza place called Broadway Pizza in Minneapolis. Oh, my God. It's so good. But they Same thing. Like squares. squares and yeah. it's just like cheese yep. and the yep. stuff just on top. It's yeah. really delicious. What about the square makes it so good? It's it, so it's like bite size. Yeah, you know, it's cheating. Like, it's like it's like this isn't that bad. And right. You, you don't have a whole slice. Yeah. You can eat multiple pieces of the little square. It's like a napkin of cheese. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's very delicate. I love how that's the plan. That's the plan for the whole weekend. That, that's it. That's all right now. It's like that's pizza? established. We're getting pizza tomorrow night. So yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I'm. Doing something very New Yorky tomorrow, i.e., brunch. Okay. I did not, I feel like brunch was not a thing until I moved to New York. Seriously, saying. Right, yeah. I was like, wow, people doing this brunch thing is like packed for brunch? Yeah. It's like a big deal. It is. I was like, isn't it just a late breakfast? I, I, I don't know, but in Minnesota we don't have like break, late breakfast. It's like <laughs> I mean, you have breakfast and then and then you have lunch. lunch. <laughs> 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 so we're going to brunch. Okay. So I'm going to brunch, and not only am I going to brunch, I'm going to brunch in Manhattan. Yeah. Oh, 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 I know, I know, <laughs> I know. Fancy. <laughs> uh, so that's it. Really, yeah, uh, and then homework. Yeah, um, good times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your weekend sounds like mine. Yeah. It's like, uh, what am I going to eat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then what are my obligations? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, 
Anyway, it was so, so great to have you all here in the studio, uh, Brotherhood Dance, Orlando, Akil, and Ricardo. Thank you for being here. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank for being, you. Yeah, our pleasure. Thank you for being Brick Lab artists. Thank you for the hard work you're putting into the showings that are coming up next week. We're so excited to have you. I hope we can continue following the work and that you'll keep us posted on where and when you're performing. We'll continue to support it. And Absolutely. we're going to um, end the episode here with uh, Moses Sumnisi. Deeds Orlando, tell me more about this music. Is this also in the piece? Yes, it is. It comes right after um, we do a section called Alligator Bait Babies. Um, and not many people know the story, but they see have seen like little toys and caricatures of black babies next to alligators, open mouths, or um, little like Pez dispensers of alligators. Um, but there's like a ho- this whole... Um, history around um, poor white people taking slave babies and feeding them to alligator bait, for, to alligators as alligator bait to um, harvest the alligators for um, their meat, their skin, things of that nature. So um, thinking about this idea of seeds, um, you know, biologically, you know, uh, the seed of we all see at one point. Um, and, you know, that was stealing someone's seed. Um, and thinking about Monsanto, you know, in terms of the co-optation of um, the seed market and having uh, seeds be non-productive uh, after they have sprouted their children. Um, you know, in order to make the farmers or the planters dependent on um, Monsanto seed production. Um, so the co-optation of seeds, uh, this this song really uh, kind of encapsulate all of that uh, for me. Great. Moses Sumney Seeds. Thank you for that. And thanks for listening to The Rundown. Stuck on the road.